Chart Chat is a member of the Tiege.fm network from WTJU Radio. Find out more at Tiege.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Everybody, it's Monday, February nineteenth, two thousand eighteen. I'm Tanner Green, and I'm Caitlin Flay, and you are listening to Chart Chat, your weekly guide to the past week of pop singles hitting the U.S. and U.K. charts. Caitlin, what's up? Ah, uh, interesting story. Uh-oh. So listeners might find my voice a little bit different this week. What do you mean? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had one of my sinuses collapse, so oh. that has in- will definitely inhibit my rapping and singing on this week's episode, yeah. unfortunately, but. We're we're good. We're oh, good. Okay. How about you? Good luck to your sinuses. I'm I'm over here. I, as far as I know, my sinuses are okay. Um, <laughs> I'm decent. Still spending too much time sleeping with cats, but you know, it's the grad school life. Mm. Also part of the grad school life, at least for us two, are the chart debuts here on the yes side of things. Kicking things off, number ninety-eight. We have Easton Corbin with his song "A Girl Like You." Jordan Davis debuts at number ninety-four with his song "Singles You Up." Debuting at number ninety-three, there's Brett Eldridge with the song The Long Way. Debuting at number 92, there's Jacques and Dej Loaf with their song At The Club. Debuting at number 90, there's Derez Deshawn with Hard Away. Daddy Yankee debuts at number 81 with Dura. Debuting at number 73, there's Justin Timberlake with his song Man of the Woods. And debuting at number seven, top 10 debut in the US, you have The Weeknd and Kendrick Lamar with their song Pray For Me. Can I just say, yes, Justin Timberlake debuting at 73 with Man of the Woods. I find that, so, I don't know why I find that so funny. Because you have fun laughing at... This celebr- album? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, kind of, yeah, that's a good way to put that's it. That's fine. Over on the UK side, a little bit different and a little bit um, more, I guess, higher debuts, which is interesting yeah. this week. Um, we have one of my personal faves, as everyone knows, debuting at number 100, Post Malone with Go Flex. This is a throwback, throwback yeah. entry. I'm so happy about it. At number 91, we have Justin Timberlake's Man of the Woods. At number 89, we have KSI featuring Big Zoo with Uncontrollable. At number 86, we have Callum Scott rivaling Ed Sheeran in his creation of wedding songs. Check this one out, and also the remix, which I think is better. Um, which you said was Tiesto, correct? Yes, the remix? Okay. with Tiesto. Yeah. Um, Tanner prefers the original. Yeah. I prefer the remix. But anyway, that song is called You Are the Reason. At number 82, we have Churches with Get Out, uh, a song that I will be singing to all of the bugs that enter my apartment this spring. <laughs> uh, at number 74, we have Freddo with Rappin' and Trappin'. At number 50, we have... Batsy or Bazzy or however you want to pronounce it. I couldn't find an interview during which he said his <laughs> name uh, with mine. And number 33, we have Kojo Funds featuring Ray with their song Check. And at number 15, we have The Weeknd featuring Kendrick Lamar with Pray For Me. Okay, for my two picks that I want to talk about, I think I've done this before, but I'm going to talk about two songs that are growers. We're back in the grower groove. New new sub-segment grower of Chart groove. Chat, perhaps. So, oh, I'm always a sucker for alliteration. <laughs> it's my lifeblood. First one I want to talk about is Dura. 
it's the latest single from reggaeton superstar Daddy Yankee. Um, he has been a fixture on the Hot Latin Songs chart since 2004 with his breakout hit Gasolina. Um, since then, he's had occasional entries on the Hot 100. Uh, his most familiar one to most mainstream listeners is probably Despacito, which was, of course, inescapable last year, peaked at number one. Uh, this song, Dura, um, currently not at number one. But maybe it could get there. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe with a remix. But it is currently at number five on the Hot Latin Songs chart and climbing um, for what I'm increasingly inclined to think are good reasons. So let's listen to a bit of it. So on one hand, that snare, the snare pattern, quintessential reggaeton, bop, 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 bop. Um, but even beyond that, there are a lot of really infectious little touches in the background. We were talking about some of those uh, while we were playing that clip. Um, you've got the Barry sax doing some of those low, it's kind of like filling out the low end. You were particularly fond of the little bubble sounds yeah. in the background. Um, <laughs> those are most noticeable at the beginning of the choruses when there are, there's that cool little bop, bop, like the song half stops, but it still keeps rolling. Yeah. Um, some kind of cool accents there. Um, and then some nods to reggae in terms of the offbeat chords. Bop, 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 If the chords of those keys are outlining sound familiar, there's a reason for that. I'm going to take a uncharacteristic quick trip to Theory Town. <gasps> Yeah, I know, it's it's uncomfortable, but sometimes it has to be done. And the reason for that is the chord progression is an extremely common one. Um, it's a one, six, four, five. Briefest of overviews, if you have a major scale, you have seven notes in the major scale. <laughs> and true to the numbers that I just rattled off, this chord progression goes one, six, four, five. It's in a billion different songs. Um, and it's sort of a double-edged sword because as a progression, if you do it well, it can become incredibly addictive, very much lend itself to repeating. It just sort of cycles around and around and around and it can give a pop song that sort of quintessential pop characteristic of making you want to listen to it over and over again. If you do it poorly, then it can just kind of hammer you over the head with how mm. obvious it is and make you hate and resent the song. I know where you're going with You this. know where I'm going with this and maybe you as a listener do as well. If you don't, I'm talking about recent hit, I'm the One. Oh gosh. Which is DJ Khaled featuring, who is it? It's like Quavo, Chance the Rapper, Lil Wayne, and Justin Beeps. Bieber, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, former number one hit. Uh, we're just going to play about 20 seconds of it just to give you an idea of that progression. Don't let the owner 
don't intimidate ya See you watching, don't run out of time Okay, so again, that is a perfect example of a song that just like completely unsubtly hammers you over the head with that progression. Also, it's compounded by the fact that that song is like five minutes long or something because of the number of people that are on there. Um, but yeah, like you have that bass line that's just playing the roots of the chords over and over and over and over again. And it's made worse by the fact that unlike Dura, where there is, you know, there are all these cool little rhythmic and production touches exactly to sort of crop in and out. There are layers going on. Um, It's a very simple song at its core, Dura, that is. It's a very simple song at its core, but it has enough sort of, I don't want to say window dressing, but it has layers going on that sort of Mm. um, supplement or complement the simplicity of the song. Whereas I'm the One is just kind of flat throughout Mm. the entirety of it um yeah i don't know if you have any thoughts on yeah i one of my main i guess compliments of this song is how well it pulls off the happy thing being dura yes yes and um we also have i'm the one arguably going for the same vibe right Mm -hmm. it kind of has this more upbeat Mm -hmm. happy when it does have little sound effects they're also higher pitched happy and it's just like it is flat, like you said. And I love how it's almost like soda, right? Like if mm, you're drinking yeah. a bubbly soda, this actually Dura would be an amazing soda commercial song. That's true, actually, like Fanta or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's basically all I wanted to say was I th- was thinking of soft drinks yeah, while yeah, I yeah. listened to this. And it actually kind of fits the aesthetics of the video as well. Mm-hmm. Very brightly colored. I was telling you last night that I was really into the RV that pulls up and has like this like super like neon pink lighting yeah. inside and I'm like oh I want that RV <laughs> um, yeah I think that's about it I'm gonna move to my other grower uh, so if Dura was a major grower for me um, this is maybe a bit more of a minor grower but I'm still really excited to see what else he does um, this is Derez Deshaun Hardaway uh, this is the Atlanta rappers breakout song so he released last year uh, back in around August uh, his debut album which was called Pain um, one of the songs being Hardaway, what we're going to play a clip of. Um, and before that, just a quick note, this is also at number 39 on the Hot Hip Hop and R&B Songs chart. Um, and if I had to place bets, my bet would be that it would continue to climb um, because it's a little higher than that actually on the um, Hip Hop and R&B Airplay chart. Um, so I think there's a decent chance for the Airplay to sort of drive an increase in uh, streams and digital sales, which could rise its uh, or cause its position to rise in the aggregate uh, chart overall. Uh, but with that said, let's listen to a little bit of again Derez Deshaun's Hardaway. Change, I'll just the flesh on them little bitty love me, love. I be out at the street like, yeah. deep 
came out that street light. My block was hot before the wine with Tunji. I ain't even kick my baby G night. Before Titty Boy had turned to two chain. Had a duffel bag with a few things. Before I rolled with Gucci in the Moosein. Ran with Ghostface, killers, Wu Tang. Yeah. I took the heart away. Didn't know how to sell. I was giving that heart away. I had to borrow play. That took my heart away. But I've been through harder days. That I was just on rest roll with the heart. Before this heart away. Okay, so at the heart of what I find really compelling about the song is the sort of mood that is a mix of resilience but also vulnerability. Mm. Um, and I think there are a couple things that accomplish that. Um, Production-wise, first off, of course, I'm going to start with that. Um, it's pretty straightforward. It's Trap. Uh, London on the track um, in terms of production. That's that's his credit. Um, he's a producer who's worked with everyone from Drake to Young Thug to Gucci Mane to Offset list goes on um for Deshaun's part his rapping is tight and assertive so like it, it's good rapping but what is especially compelling about it is the way that it's offset against these really muffled mournful sort of backing vocals mm. that almost sound like 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 grieving or something like that or some sort of like mournful like quality wailing, like yeah. Kind of, yeah and it's really striking and at the end of the clip that we just played you also hear his voice kind of trail off a little bit and, and get a little broken up yeah. um and it just does i don't know it does a really good job of conveying again like strength despite hardship you know mm. he's taken the hard way or the hard way but he's gonna get through it he's made it yeah he's going to make it and What's especially interesting is the fact that there's another person who has made it with the same track. So part of why the song has started to increase in popularity is because it was sampled for a song that came out last month by R&B legend Tony Braxton. And that song, instead of being Hardaway, as in Penny Hardaway, basketball player, this is Heart, like the organ, Heart Away, which sounds like this. Hardaway, Hardaway. Heart away, he took my heart away. He took my heart away. Bad man with bad manners. Play me like I was a habit. Middle finger, he could have it. I used to dream of living lavish. Now girls are living legend. I drown my sorrow in my fashion. You better believe I'm gonna play Tony Braxton on a chart chat episode if I can find a reason to. <laughs> I man, okay, Tony Braxton. Um <clears throat> No, yeah, I think I think this is a super interesting counterpart to Deshaun's song because it's a similar sentiment overcoming hardship you know there there have been some some tumbles there have been some rough patches but you've made it except in this song by tony braxton it is romantic betrayal that mm. you that you the the singer are overcoming um and i think they kind of make a neat a neat pair of songs there using basically the same backing track but two sort of different interpretations on a theme so i don't know if you have any thoughts on that I don't, other than I like what you did there with the comparison. Yeah. I think that's so much fun. They fit together really well, and they, but they don't make each other redundant. Yeah. Like, they're, they they go well together. Yeah, and that album cover for the Tony Braxton is so cool. Yeah. Okay, check it out. Let's check out some uh, UK songs. What do you got? It would be my pleasure. Okay, good. Okay, I'm so excited about my first song. It is the second song that I've loved since starting this podcast. Capital L. Yes, L-O-V-E. So, the first was Miss You, mm -hmm. Julia Michaels, Clean Bandit. Mm -hmm. This one is Mine by Botsy. How you look so precious when you smile. Uh, yeah. 
hit it from the back and drive you wild yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, I lose myself up in those eyes <laughs> I just had to let you know you're Hands on your body, I don't wanna waste no Happy that you are alive. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, I'm down. If you down, all you gotta say is right. Yeah. Girl, anything I could do just to make you feel alright. Oh, I just had to let you know you're fine. That was mine. Yours. Yours. All of ours. <laughs> this song is outstanding for a variety of reasons. Let me give you some background first. Okay. So, Botsy. He is from Michigan, Lebanese-American. Uh, this song went viral thanks to a Snapchat filter a little while ago. Uh, it was so successful that they added another one for Valentine's Day. <laughs> All the Snapchat users out there, I did my personal research. Um, Primarily why I love this song is because it blends together two of my super guilty pleasures, even though I don't believe in guilty pleasures. I think all music is great to listen to. Represent your taste. <laughs> First being Kyle, West Coast rapper. He's really into using video game samples mm. uh, to build his songs. And then also a Pennsylvania white rapper, Mac Miller. You may have heard of this guy before. So I think... In the best way possible, Botsy kind of blends these together for me. Back to so many things to love about the song. First of all, the lyrics are brilliant. I think it's simple, but deceptively simple. When you really, when you read them on, if you pull up Genius Lyrics or whatever, you're like, oh my God, this is like nothing. But he makes them come alive mm -hmm. in some way, and I think that has a lot to do with silence mm -hmm. with just using space his phrasing mm -hmm. in particular the way he breathes for example i don't know if people can tell but that f opening line yes so that's a f one full breath he completes that in i didn't i didn't even think of that actually yeah, yeah. it's huh. it's skillful and you know you would think yes so and that makes it okay. really chunky, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so I wanted to point that out. Yeah. It's really fascinating. The rhythmic variation that you heard in the second verse, I think, is an excellent addition. I think it would have been too straight to hear this song kind of, you know, this E major descending pentatonic scale. We're going back to Tanner's theory lesson uh. over here. Um, that's the entire melody. When students come to me and are like, I'm writing a song, what do I do? Pentatonic scale. This is a perfect example of why you can use pentatonic scales to make a chart song. That's yeah. pretty much all the notes that he sings anyway mm. are found in this E major pentatonic scale. Uh, the fourth scale degree, which is what this the pentatonic scale leaves out, which is A in this case, is only found when he pushes his voice a little bit in the second verse. Hmm. Girl, anything I 
mm, do yeah. that part, um, is the only time you find that tone, which I think is purposeful. Yeah. It gives you something a little different. And I think in terms of the production, the closeness of the vocals <sighs> in the, the verses, mm -hmm. and then kind of how it trails off a little bit at the end. It's almost like mermaids, like underwater yeah. kind of vibe. You got harps going. Yeah, the harps. Yep. Oh, Tanner's a fan of the harps. I am. I just gonna I'm gonna go there for a second if I were a former One Direction member I would be jealous of this guy just saying. interesting so who do you who do you think would most want to be on this obviously Liam, Liam Payne yeah. but he doesn't have the vocal no. skill no. or control no I could also see Zane yeah. slay this but the R&B it would have to be a little more yeah. heavy on the R&B no Let's talk about the music for a sec, because yeah. I also love this. Yeah. There's this mirrored sexual tension, like, from the lyrics in this chord progression, which I think is really cool to mention. Until the chorus, you don't get the tonic. You don't get your home chord until you hit the chorus. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah. And so you're kind of messing around with all of these, like dominant chords, a couple of uh, minor second chords which are a little strange, and then all of a sudden he just belts the E, mm -hmm. right? And he goes from, with that, more rapping in the verses mm -hmm. to almost like ballad yeah. like kind of singing. And to go back to Tanner's earlier point about chord progressions, we're mm -hmm. tying all of this together, everyone. Yeah. In the choruses here, one, six, four, five, normal, right? But I think I'd argue that the shift in vocal, like the shift in singing, as well as the entrance of these gauzy, cloud-like, comforting synthesizers that come in in the chorus make you, I guess, not think of the obvious chord progression like we heard in I'm the One. Yeah. And, oh, I just love this metaphor of like these synthesizers coming in and then he's literally singing about holding you. And you just feel enveloped by these ugh, synthesizers. I'm gushing, I know, about the song right now, but this is our it's a podcast. It's a really good, <laughs> no, it's a really good, yeah. yeah. Um, I think this this really cool six-note riff also that I wanted to point out in the chorus, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, it kind of goes like that. It sounds like a Mulan sample. Like, mm. I, I asked so many people at work, I played this for them, I was like, what does this sound like to you? They were like, it kind of sounds almost like a kid's show. And I was like, interesting that that's your association. You don't necessarily have to come up with an instrument. I'm open to like all things. But it has this really cool, I want to say like Chinese traditional music vibe hmm. almost. And I can't put an instrument to it, unfortunately. But interesting. it's a really cool riff. To me, not in terms of the notes it was playing, but the instrument almost sounded in the neighborhood of a steel drum. Um, that's what I thought and then it sounded a little bit fluty to me okay. and I just thought I went back to Mulan huh yeah I'll have to listen to, to it again yeah, and, and think keep about that, that in mind because I would love to hear from any listener on what you think that that yeah, is yeah I mean presumably what it actually is is just a synthesizer but right. in terms of like what it's trying to evoke or what it might evoke in a listener what I, is the setting yeah it's cool, and it's juxtaposed with his voice. Right? So in some way, there's this dynamic, and it's highlighting this little riff, and I want to know what it is. Yeah. Um, okay. Obviously, we have some other sounds in this song, namely the flute 
at the beginning and in the verses highlighted. We also have organ a couple times, a really kind of soulful, almost sad organ just holding down some chords. There's chimes, the harps, you know. And there's also this, I forgot about the drums. I'll be honest, like I forgot about the backbeat because it drops out so often in such a tasteful way that I don't even, I don't miss it. And the focus isn't even there. The focus isn't really on the beat so much. Right. Even when the beat is present. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I love it. I love how it gets passed around. And I think the production is excellent on this song. Yep. Uh, In a really, really tasteful way. I want to end my thoughts by pointing out that if there was another verse on this song, I might be annoyed by it. Yeah. It cuts off, and it's only about two minutes it's long. Short. It's very short, but it gets the point across. Yeah. It does its job. I want to woo you with my singing and my really gauzy instrumentation. I'm out. Yep. And there's something attractive about that to me. Keeps it coming back, possibly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, this made it into my all-time favorite songs playlist already. Yeah. I know. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely adore it. Tanner, do you want to add anything? I don't know if I have a ton to add. I've spent some time thinking about, I mean, this is in some sense the latest incarnation of memes and internet culture shaping uh, Hot 100 entries. And it's interesting to note in some of the online circles that I spend too much time in, I've seen people complaining about the song and it seems like most of their complaints center around not the song itself, but the fact that it was tied to this meme that they thought was annoying (laughs) and hence they didn't like the song. Um, which, you know, I sort of have the knee jerk reaction of, oh, that's irritating. Why would you be so shallow? But then after thinking about it a little longer, like, I feel like that's pretty typical for all of us, you know, the sorts of extra musical associations that we have sort of priming our tastes to be like, oh, if I know that this song is associated with these things that I don't like, I already don't like the song or the flip side, you know, if, if someone that you trust musically recommends a song, then you might be more inclined to already like that song. So it just has me sort of thinking about the ways in which um, streaming and the internet can continue to sort of infiltrate uh, the broader mainstream. Because presumably this song reaching success would drive, like I could easily see the song showing up on radio. Mm. Um, Whereas it might not normally get a chance on radio if it didn't first have that breakthrough in streaming or online it would also need a clean edit which for sure might mess with it a little bit yeah um another instance of memes becoming music i love it like chart topping music right which we had with bad baby a couple months ago and i'm still like not over i still mention it to everyone i know because of how fat good like, fun i find it good. And fascinating okay we're gonna move on to my second pick of the week this is check by kojo funds featuring ray Need you tonight, need you tonight 
baby girl, you're coming around I know you're staying around me Cause you never wanna leave Bumba club And then I go in and out And then I hear your sound Saying I'm everything you need Ooh, yeah You wanna know where we can go All the way to Fernando You wanna be my Nintendo But you gotta know I don't play no game That was Check, Kojo Funds featuring Ray. Rare, this rarely happens. I'm going to explain a phenomenon that I had while listening to this song. It fell into my average category within the first 15 or so seconds. I continued to listen, and all of a sudden, we get this. Okay. This is an instance where a single second of a song made me love it. Hmm. It's kind of new for me, I and that's why I'm mentioning it here. I don't yeah. know if anyone else has had similar experiences of like, whoa, what just happened? I instant love, change of heart, which, oh, I don't know. My heart grew two sizes that day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in this instance, this word, bumbaclot, right? Reggae, obviously, Jamaican word, I'm not going to say what it stands for on this podcast, but the way that this is layered vocally is awesome to me. And it goes from these nice kind of harmonies that we're getting, a really lazy flow from Kojo Funds, and all of a sudden, super articulate beat, this word layered with not only heavy distortion, Mm -hmm. but also... A vocal that's, I'm assuming, just a Kojo Fun sample, but that's like two octaves lower, lower. than his voice. So you get these... Bah. Right, in unison. Yep. And just breaking through this super R&B, kind of early 2000s instrumentation. And that I loved. I thought that was awesome. Mm. Uh, another point, I'm going to focus more on vocals with this one. Ray's tone is the opposite obviously, of what I just described. So it's really high. She has more going on in terms of uh, added harmonies throughout the song, especially in the hook and in the pre kind of hook. And it really made me think upon first listen that there were more than one female singers on this track, which then I was like, oh my God, Destiny's Child. Especially since you had mentioned thinking of the early 2000s exactly i was going somewhere see <laughs> i signpost so obviously say my name is the first thing that comes to mind say my name say my name na, 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 na. right and we get the claps we get the guitar riff that's present also in check throughout i mean this is kind of like a hip-hop dance r&b hybrid and it's a throwback how can you not love a throwback really I also want to focus a little bit on this guitar riff because you can't not if you're going to have a discussion about this song. It's very odd. It's kind of flamenco, Spanish-type vibes. Acoustic also, which I think is definitely worth noting. This threw me back also to another song that we've talked about on this podcast that you may remember, Jumanji, Be Young. The intro to that song sounded something like this.
just for comparison's sake, here is Czech's intro. Sounds similar, Tanner? <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so the difference, obviously, between these two, uh, if you go back and check them out, is that Czech's guitar riff stays throughout the whole song, repeat, on loop. Jumanji's transforms into a synth. Mm -hmm. What does this tell me, Tanner? This tells me that if I'm writing a song and I'm a young UK artist and I want to chart, I'm going to place a 10-second flamenco guitar riff at the beginning of my song. Yeah, which is what you do. <laughs> it's a formula. There you go. <laughs> Any thoughts about this one, Tanner? I don't think of a ton. Um, I think there's something to be said for the fact that uh, you made the comparison back to Jumanji, which is a song that kind of fell into that middle of the road category for me where I was like, yeah, there's nothing really pulling me either to strong like or dislike. Like it's pleasant and it works. And similarly, that's kind of how I feel about this one. So mm. yeah, that's good. It's fine. It's a good vibe leading us into our pick of the week <laughs> for sure. Our good vibe leading into the best vibe. Yes. We're going to go back because Tanner and I both agreed you do the honors. It's mine. It's Bozzy. Or Batsy. Of course. Buzzy. 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 Batsy. It's a wonderful song is what it is. It I don't is. I don't even know if I have that much more to say. I just Caitlin kinda covered most of the gushing about the production that I wanted to do. Um again, a lot a lot of the times when we talk about production, it is talking about uh contrasts, low and high, soft and hard, what have you. And I think this song is particularly noticeable as you were talking about and how well it does silent and not loud but whatever the opposite of silent would be mm. so like sparse and like full, full. yeah um, and I think that's a quality that is worth celebrating um, and perhaps a quality that doesn't always crop up in at least the top of the pop charts because at least in the past decade or so, there has always been such an imperative to dance, 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 go, go, go. Mm. And the fact that this song invites you to, to take a couple uh, a couple steps back and, and take it easy is uh, admirable, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's a sitting song. I like it. A sitting. Maybe even a laying down song. Perhaps. I <laughs> I'm going to leave us with uh, just a quick look to the future. Mm. Botsy tweeted this afternoon that he was working on some new music. Yes. So hopefully he will chart again, and by that time he will be popular enough where we know how to pronounce his name. Yay! Yay! And with that, thank you so much for listening to Chart Chat, your weekly reminder that even when it's rainy, all you ever do is shine. If you'd like to listen to all of this past week's chart debuts, you can find YouTube and Spotify playlists and in the show notes. And if you have any questions, feedback, corrections, concerns, you can get in touch with us via email at chartchatcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're interested in following us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at chartchat and on Instagram at chartchat. Also, please rate and review our podcast. We would love some feedback. We really would. And it helps us find new listeners, which is great because we get to talk about music with you lovely people and maybe even hear back from you. Yes. We, we would love it. We love when people contact us. We're friendly, we promise. Promise. Mm. Chart Chat's intro theme was written by Peter Kelly and our cover art made by Billy Phillips, both from Coronation Media. 
Coronation Media is a creative studio specializing in video production, animation, and graphic design. To learn what they can do for you or your company and organization, visit www.coronationmedia.com. Chartchat is also a member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit Teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Thanks again for listening to Chart Chat. I'm Caitlin Flay. And I'm Tanner Green. Have a great week. We'll catch you next time. No, I just had a little bit too much of Hennessy. Just going to tell you how I feel. Look. How you look so precious when you smile. Hit it from the back and drive you wild yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, I lose myself up in those eyes <laughs> I just had to let you know you're mine How long have I been waiting? Should I keep waiting? <laughs> What's happening? Wait a minute. What am I saying? Who am I? Where are we? What is this day?